Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. Good morning. (laughs) Welcome. Thanks, Andrew. I feel like I don't even need to preach after that. Andrew is such a good speaker. Thanks, Andrew. Welcome. Hey, good morning. It's so good to be with you today. Welcome online church. Um, I don't get to speak very much in the mornings, and that's not because I don't want to or because I'm not allowed to, but because I spend a lot of my time preaching on a Friday night and running our services on Sunday night. So um, for those that I haven't met before, um, I'm the youth and young adults pastor here at LifeGate, and it is one of the greatest privileges of my life to invest into the lives of our youth and young adults. I think it's one of the greatest things that you can do is be an example and invest and be intentional when you invest into the lives of the next generation of, of followers of Jesus, of, of leaders in our, in our country, in our community. One of the things that I get to do as a youth and young adult pastor is just journey with people, um, journey with young people throughout their high school life particularly. Um, And in August marked five years of being a youth pastor here at LifeGate. And it's just been an incredible five years. And I was a youth leader for about two years before that. And so I got the opportunity this week to celebrate my year 12 students graduating. And they're the first year group that I have walked through from year 7 to year 12. And if you're a parent of a high schooler in the room, that's a really special moment in our young people's lives when they graduate, when they say, yeah, we did it. We made it through school. Maybe you have found a similar time either in yourself when you graduated something or when um, your kids have graduated. It's a really special time. And up on the screen, I have some of the faces of the young people. Some of them you might recognize, Jackson and Trinity. Uh, We've got uh, some of our youth of uh, Picnic Point High School students. Um, these are the ceremonies I got to go to this week. We have um, Lana, Lily, and Beth who graduated from Southern Cross. And it's just been so much fun. Just flowers and chocolates and balloons and just so, so much fun. I don't know who that baby was, but yes, it was awesome. Um, and I want to talk to you today about something that I've learnt as a youth pastor, something that I've learnt When we invest into people's lives, when we invest into anything, it takes intention. And so I want to talk to you today about living an intentional life. What does that mean? How do we do it? Why is it important? Because I don't know about you, but I have experienced a lot of people being intentional in my life. I've, been, I've experienced my parents. They, are, they were and are extremely intentional in my life. I've experienced teachers, pastors. Nathan is one of the most intentional people that has invested into my life, and I couldn't be more grateful for his input and presence in my life. And I know a lot of you guys today could say similar. We have an incredible lead pastor of our church. Maybe you've had youth leaders or friends or family, and I think we have all experienced the benefits of being intentional. Maybe it's not just in relationship, but has anyone ever intentionally not eaten a certain food to lose weight? You have to be really, really intentional about going on a diet and losing weight. Maybe you've intentionally said, I want to meet a financial goal, and so I'm going to save up this much amount of money so that I can pay for this thing. I think anything in life, intentional um, living can be a beautiful thing because it helps us to get to where we want to go. The definition of intentional is done on purpose, deliberate. This is not something that just happens by accident when we wake up one day and we said, yeah, I want to lift 200 kilos at the gym, woo, and then you fall over and you break your back because <laughs> you haven't actually done the steps to get there to, to do that. Or if you just stroll down to the bank one day and says, hey, I'd love to buy a house today, And they are just going to laugh in your face if you haven't been intentional in saving up a deposit and and being smart with your finances. There are so many things in life that 
cause us to be intentional. Now, I want to talk to you today about a time in the Bible where we can learn from four people about how they were intentional in different ways and it produced different results. And this is the story of the Good Samaritan. And there are four characters. The first one is the teacher of the law. Um, In this context, the teacher of the law means someone who knows the law of Moses, the Bible, the five first books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Those are the first um, five books of the Bible, and they are about the law of Moses, the rules of what people live by. So these, these people were very high and mighty. They thought they were better than everyone else because they knew the law inside and out and followed it to the letter of the law. <laughs> They're going to look at a priest and a Levite who are the religious, um, religious scholars of that day. They were very um, high and mighty people in the religious community. We're going to look at the Good Samaritan who is probably one of the lowest forms of people that you can have um, today in that time because he, they weren't fully Jews and they weren't fully Gentiles. They were somewhere in between because they, uh, in the old kingdom, when the north and the southern kingdom of Israel split, the northern kingdom became um, mixed with Jews and Gentiles and they were deemed as half-breeds and they weren't good. And the southern kingdom was um, full of pure Jews and so they were seen as the um, religious high and mighty people. So the Samaritans, they're not very good people, and so the, they didn't have much weight in this story. And then we have Jesus, um, and we, we see that Jesus is Jesus. He is God, he is awesome, he is perfect, and he is this example of what it looks like to be intentional with your words and with your actions. So we're going to dive into this story today. Um, it's, a little, it's a little longer, but we're going to break it down, I promise. So we're going to dive in. Here we go. It says... On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Here, he's already showing off. He's already saying, I can test God. No worries, because they didn't believe that he was God. He said, teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Big question. And Jesus, instead of just you know, shutting him up and <laughs> saying, I have all the answers, he said, well, what's written in the law? You're an expert. How do you, how do you read it? And he says, um, He answered, it's written, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. He kept going. So he asked Jesus, and who's my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. That's So huge, such a big thing to happen. In verse 31, it says, A priest happened to be going down the same road. At this point in the story, I don't know about you, but if I heard a priest or a pastor walking down the road, there's a person on the ground injured, I'd be like, yes, the priest is here. But what happens? He passed by on the other side. Oh, my goodness. Can you guys ever imagine Nathan just walking, walking away if I was like sitting there beaten, broken leg, oh, and Nathan just walked away? I would be like fuming. <laughs> In verse 32, it said, so too a Levite, another religious, really um, respected member of the community said, when he came to the place, he saw him, he noticed him, and then he passed by on the other side. He deliberately went out of his way to avoid this injured man. In verse 33, it says, but a Samaritan, and at this point in the story, I think everyone would have done, a Samaritan, oh my goodness, Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. When he saw him, he didn't pass by, he took pity on him. He went to him, he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. 
The next day, he took out two denarii, which is a form of money. Um, it's, it's about a day's wage um, back then. And he gave it to the innkeeper, and he said, look after him, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you have. So Jesus turns back to the teacher of the law, and he says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And so we have the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan, two very highly respected people, one person that could not be less respected in this community. And the expert in the law replies, he can't even say the word Samaritan, he says, the one who had mercy on him. And so Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Now, if you've been around at church for a while or if you've been following Jesus for a little bit, this story is probably not new to you today. But I want to have a look at each of these four characters, um, and I want to unpack of how they were intentional, what they did, and why. So the teacher of the law we're going to look at first, he was intentionally proud. When in verse 25 it says, "'What must I do to inherit eternal life?' Um, as a teacher of the law, he's actually not really asking a question about inheriting eternal life. He's actually trying to just test Jesus because he knows that as if I follow the law and do what it says, I will be good. Because um, when Jesus replies in Leviticus 18 verse 5, he quotes, You must obey my laws and be careful to follow my decrees. I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and laws for the person who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. That's in the first five books of the Bible. That's what Jesus is quoting when he speaks to the teacher of the law. Um, but the reason that Jesus came is because he was abolishing the old law. His, his life, his birth, his death meant that you don't have to follow rules to be a Christian. You don't have to do the right thing or say the right thing. You just have to put your faith and trust in Jesus. That's one of the main things that I love um, about my relationship with God is that when I stuff up, which I am going to stuff up, I have stuffed up many times this week already. And so I'm not standing here as an expert on being intentional. I'm standing here because of the grace of Jesus. Um, and so through through his life, um, Jesus is saying, actually, the way that you inherit eternal life is by loving the Lord your God um, and, and also believing and putting your trust in Jesus. The, the teacher of the law was intentionally proud. He didn't want to learn from Jesus. He wanted to prove that he was right. And so you can be intentional in the wrong ways, like we've just seen in the teacher of the law. The next two characters, which I've kind of put into one, is the priest and the Levite, and they were intentionally selfish. They, they saw the injured man, and they chose to walk by on the other side. They chose to not do anything. They intentionally went out of their way to not help. And I think there's times that we've all experienced people do this, hey, in life. We've experienced people be selfish. We've experienced people intentionally saying hurtful and mean things. We've experienced people intentionally wasting their money or intentionally uh, saying something really stupid on social media or anything like that. And so people can be intentionally selfish. The verse that, that we can see that in is that, that they, they happened to go down the same road. They went to another side. They, they passed by on the other side. And so this is an example of what it looks like to be intentionally selfish. The next one says is the Good Samaritan. And they were intentionally humble. Have you guys ever met an intentionally humble person? Someone who just wants to serve and love. Um, there's one of our youth who, um, he'll be here in the second service today. His name's Jeremy. Um, and I love Jeremy. He comes, at, you, none of you guys would know this, but he, when he's on setup, he comes at like 7.30, 7 o'clock in the morning and just is intentionally ready to serve. No one's here. I keep telling him, Jeremy, why are you rocking up so early? No one's here, mate. You've got to unlock the 
the doors. And he says, no, I want to be here early. I want to serve. Um, I want to be intentional with my time, so I'm ready to help out wherever I can. And we have many people like that in our church that are intentionally humble. We have Mrs. Green and Julie and Rhonda and Judy. We have our incredible community dinner team that serve every single week. We have our production team and our broadcast team. We have our worship team. We have a lot of intentionally humble, servant-hearted people at LifeGate, which we are so blessed to have in this community. And so one of the examples that we get to learn from the Good Samaritan is he's intentionally humble because he went out of his way. In these verses, it says he saw him, he took pity on him, bandaged his wounds, gave him expensive oils and wines, put the man on his donkey, which in our terms would be, you know, hey, can I give you a lift to the hospital? That would kind of be what we, what we uh, in our words, we'd be our, their ambulance. They brought him to an inn, took care of him. There's care, there's intention. Those things don't just happen by accident. And the fourth example is when we have Jesus, intentionally teaching and loving. If I was Jesus, I don't know about you, (laughs) I'm so glad I'm not Jesus, but if I was Jesus in that situation, I probably would want to just say, shut up, (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about, like, what are you doing? Luckily, I'm not Jesus, and he was much more humble and intentional than that. He he responded to him in in, in ways that he would understand. He said, Jesus said, what is written in the law? How do you read it? He wanted to have a conversation. He was intentional with being gracious towards this teacher of the law while also teaching him the truth. He was an example of what it looks like to teach and to love with mercy. He also says to him in the last verses, go and do likewise, go and have mercy on people. Jesus actually didn't need to say to this teacher of the law, you're wrong. He said, what would you do? Who was the one that you want to follow? And it says the Good Samaritan, the one who had mercy on him. Go and do likewise. And so in, these, in, these, in this passage, we have these four examples of, of how to be intentional. We can be intentionally selfish. We can, we can intentionally pass by. We can intentionally want to show off. We can, or we could be intentionally humble. We could be intentionally kind. And so I want to ask you guys this question from as we've read through this passage and we've talked about these four examples. The question is, how can you be intentional with your life? Maybe, there's, maybe you're not going to find someone who's injured and, and needs your help on the side of the road. Hopefully you don't. But there's other ways in our lives that we can be intentional. Maybe you have time, money, resources. Maybe you can invest into the relationship that you have with your spouse or with your family. Maybe as a parent, you can intentionally love um, your kids through your words and through your actions. Maybe you can teach them the ways to grow up so that they uh, will know how to live. Maybe we can be intentional with our own choices and how we lead ourselves. Maybe we can intentionally hold our tongue when we have mean words to say. Maybe we can be intentional with kind words. There's so many ways. And so I want to ask you this question, how can you be intentional with your life? Because as I said, it doesn't happen by accident. At LifeGate, our vision is to see people live in the freedom and purpose Jesus has for our lives. We say these words constantly at vision nights, on messages, on our website, on our social media platforms, it's everywhere. And that isn't because we just think there's some nice words that sound cool. (laughs) We actually think this is the way that we can have a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with others, that we can live in the freedom and purpose that he has for our lives. And so I wanted to walk you through three, three steps today that I think we can really be intentional in living out the vision of, of LifeGate and hopefully that we can own it for ourselves. And there's three things that I want to, want to talk about today. And it says, um, be aware of the areas in your life that Jesus wants to help you to find freedom. That's step number one. 
Because if you're not aware of this, you can't be intentional. So if you're just kind of walking along in your life and you're sort of oblivious to the areas that you are struggling in, oblivious to the areas that you're hurting people in, um, you're not going to be able to find freedom because you're not even aware of those areas that you could grow in. And so there's three, th- three things that you can do to be aware. You can ask questions. I love asking questions. I think that if we all just stopped and stopped talking for a little bit more and we asked a few more questions, I think we would learn a lot more, but we'd also become more aware of ourselves. Being accountable is really helpful in being aware of the areas that we need to grow in because if you trust someone to speak into your life and give you permission, say, hey, Christy, you're really not treating this person really nicely or, hey, Christy, you could really grow in this area. Um, I might be more aware of, of what I need to grow in. And then we need to have a relationship with Jesus. That is the most important because if we want to find freedom and we want to find purpose, how are we going to do that except for if we are going to do it through Jesus? And the second step that we can do, so we've got looking at being aware of the areas in your life that Jesus wants to help you find freedom in. And step number two, two is choose to take action in those areas. So the first thing is you're aware of it. Okay, cool. I need to grow in this area. No worries. But actually to go from being aware to taking action is some huge steps. That's where being intentional comes in. And so you might, you might want to set a goal. How am I going to be intentional? So I, even today, as I'm asking you this question of, of what does it look like to live an intentional life? How can you live an intentional life? Be thinking about an area that you want to be intentional in. Set a goal for yourself. If, if your goal is, I want to be a more encouraging person, then you need to say, I want to encourage five people today. I'm going to encourage Hannah and Andrew and Josh and Voltaire and Con. And I'm going to say, you look great and you did something awesome at work. And you're just going to go through it and you actually be intentional and you have, you have a goal. And that you need to choose to take action in those areas. Are you with me so far? These are pretty, pretty two points that are really important. Being aware of the areas in your life that Jesus wants to help you to find freedom in. Step number two, choose to take action in those areas. And step number three, intentionally living out your purpose by pursuing what Jesus has for your life. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know how old you are or what your life experience is or if you've had an awesome week or a bad week. But our purpose isn't about what we do. It's not about a title. It's not about, I'm a social worker, I'm a youth pastor, I'm a tradie, I'm a um, mother, I'm a father. It's not about titles. Our purpose is about how we intentionally pursue what Jesus has for our life. And that can be through any trade, any job, any title. We get to worship God through our actions and we get to influence others around us for him. It's really simple. Um, I say to my youth all the time, one of the biggest questions that we get asked is that as, as youth and youth pastors, hey, what are you going to do after school? <laughs> Anyone ever asked you that question? It was the most annoying thing when I was in year 12. Don't ask me that question. I don't want to tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> but it actually isn't about that. Yeah, it's awesome to study and pick a career and go at it fully, 100%. But be intentional with why you're doing what you're doing. Be intentional with pursuing the purpose that Jesus has for your life. So I want to ask you this again. How does Jesus want you to intentionally live your life today? Take a second. Maybe there's an area that's come to mind as I've, as I've been speaking that you are even aware now, hey, I've let that go. I haven't been treating my spouse the way that I should. I haven't been intentionally making enough time for my kids. I've been slacking off at, at work or I haven't been saving the financial goal that I've been working towards. Maybe I haven't been a nice person and been intentional with my words. It could be any of it. How does Jesus want you to intentionally live your life? 
At LifeGate, we have five areas that we are intentional with focusing on. These five areas are a personal time with Jesus that's between you and God. Our second is Sunday gatherings, what you're doing today and preaching to the choir because you're here. But it's so important to gather together and to be part of community and to, to be encouraged and to be pointed to Jesus because it's so easy to get distracted. In life groups, um, that is where you get to go closer in community, actually wrestle with the hard topics, unpack the Bible together, be encouraged in life, have people that really know what's going on in your world. Make a difference in an area that you want to choose, whether it's youth, come and join my youth team, I'd love to have you come and talk to me after the service, slight advertisement there, but make a difference in an area that you want to do, whether it's in, in our community dinner team, our morning tea team, make a difference, our production teams, our worship teams, there are all areas that we can be intentional with making a difference. There's so many um, that we can do. I think I skipped over foundations in that one, but foundations is such an incredible tool. I've done foundations with five people this year at Youth and Young Adults, um, just getting to sit down over a coffee and unpack what are the foundations of our faith. There is nothing more rewarding. To, as a Christian, if you, if you have been a Christian for longer than couple months, I would encourage you to do foundations. And even as you do it, I learn things as I grow. You do not need to be an expert to do foundations. You just need to be intentional with your time and ask questions. And so these are some of the ways that at LifeGate we do this and we are intentional with our community and I encourage and invite you to be a part of this. But as, as I said, how can you be intentional with your life? And as we start to wrap up, I'm going to invite the worship team to come in and join us. And Donna, if you could play keys for me, that would be amazing. I want to just take some time to reflect, and I want to pray for us right now, and as I pray, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to to move in our hearts and in our minds today, that he would bring to mind areas that we want to be intentional with, that we want to be uh, growing in, that we want to transform in. We're going to have our prayer team at the front, invite the prayer team to come forward and join us. We're going to have our prayer team who are here, willing and waiting to pray about how you can be intentional in your life. So I'm going to pray for us. We're going to have some time to reflect. And then Hannah's going to lead us in a song. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave us this example of the Good Samaritan. You gave us these examples of four characters that were intentional in different ways. And today you are asking us to be intentional in pursuing you, intentional in finding our freedom and finding our purpose in you, intentional with our words and with our actions. And I pray, Jesus, this morning that as, as I've been speaking, that you would stir, stir something in each person's heart today, an area that you want them to grow in, God, an area that you want to journey with them in. It's not just, you're never someone who just says, grow in this and then I'll leave you to do it by yourself. No, you take us with you. And so just pray right now as we reflect that you would help us to live an intentional life today in those areas that we want to grow in, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing together. If you want prayer, come forward. You called me from the grave by name. You called me out of all my shame. I see the old has passed away. The new has come. Now I have resurrection power. 
Jesus, that you have given us freedom today, that when we intentionally choose to pursue a life after you, God, that you help us to find freedom and purpose in any area. And so I just pray over the areas today that have come to mind, whether we're in the room or watching online today. I pray for freedom in these areas, God, intentional uh, living that we can, we can do to find purpose in you, Jesus, and that from that and through that, we would grow and we would become more like you. Jesus, I just commit everything that we have thought of and prayed for today into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you online for joining us. I want to say goodbye to you today. Have an awesome week. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the next step button. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer, and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the next step button.